Shit's about to get messy. Real messy. Oh, you want my number? Oh, no, sorry. I don't give it up to strangers. <laughs> yeah, but you can listen to my podcast, though. Hi, mess team. Before we get into everything we got to do today, I just want to say happy Thursday and congrats on making it to another weekend. I'm proud of you. I hope you celebrate with all of the most unhealthy habits there are drinking, smoking, excessive sex, and excessive sleep and TV. If you're listening to this today, please know you have a completely delusional host once again. If you are listening, however, you are also delusional because you chose to come listen to the podcast where we talk about all of the messiest parts of life. So whatever happens here, whatever advice I give today, it's on you if you choose to trust it. For those of you who have listen before. Thank you for continuing to come back. And if it's your first time, everything I just said was a lie and just like stick around for a little while and see what you think. Form your own opinion. We all love a self-deprecating bitch, no? No? Before I even started recording, I was looking at my TikTok and I just realized really like how much you can learn about a person based on their TikTok algorithm. Like, let me go through, like, my TikTok algorithm literally could tell you probably everything about me. I'll go through five TikToks and tell you what it tells me about me. Got someone dancing to like a goofy song in like a really hipster outfit. But any dance videos, my TikTok feed is filled with dance videos. I love them. Everyone on TikTok complains about the dance videos showing up on their feed. No, I live for them. I was a dancer my whole life. Like, it was my dream as a kid to have a platform that I could just post videos of me doing dance routines. Now I'm lazy and, like, a lot more out of shape than I was then. So I don't do it as much. And, like, apparently it's embarrassing for 22-year-olds to post dance videos on TikTok. I don't know. Apparently boys don't like that. So I've stopped. What do we got next? Have you tried our slushy flights? Yeah. So drinking (laughs) margarita. Yeah. Peach Bellini. Okay. So the next thing on my for you page is drinking. So we all know this is really like, I just mentioned drinking in the first five minutes and now it's the first thing on my TikTok page. Maybe I should start listening to my mom about taking a break. Nah. Next thing. Oh. (laughs) The number one dance move to attract anyone at the club. That sounds right on brand for me. You all know how thirsty I am and how much I love to use my, oh my God, but this is funny. She's actually just shaking her stomach, jiggling her stomach. That's actually hilarious. (laughs) I'll try it give it a go. Maybe someone will think of funny. Maybe that's what you need to, maybe that's what we've all been missing is just the need to be goofiness. Like maybe that's how I attract a good guy is just being like a goofball. Like, you know, the girls who show up to Halloween parties in 
like dresses post Malone instead of slutty bunny. And then they like end up making out with the hottest guy out of the party, even with a mustache. That means one of two things. Either she's hilarious and guys see that and like, oh, that girl's personality must be dope. Or two, because they're gay. My aunt just texted me about the podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> I just had to, because we're talking about the podcast. Well, I'm on the podcast and I got a text about the podcast. So I had to read it. My aunt said, so glad I'm re-listening to your podcast on the latest episode when I'm two to three weeks away from giving birth. <laughs> if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I watched a birthing video and talked about the horrors of giving birth not that I've ever given it but I talked to people who did so if you are interested to hear about the circle of life I also talk about death all that shit but you don't have to watch a birthing video yourself you just have to watch me watch it which is actually pretty funny okay the next thing oh my a ginger kid (laughs) self-explanatory my hormones talking to my husband oh just like a girl having a freak out panic attack this is all super on brand for what we're going to talk about today all of it especially the freak out panic attacks part hilarious one other like thing I just have to get off my chest that maybe no one cares about but I still just need to talk about it is like when is the last time a granny got a DY I mean, I think the grannies are just going out for wine nights with their friends, with their husbands, and just getting plastered and just driving on home. And if a cop pulls them over, they're never going to breathalyze them. If someone can send me the exact last time a granny got a DUI, I'll send you a picture of my tits. Don't have much to say about that. It kind of all sparked because my grandma, she broke her arm and we we're just, I was just thinking about how bad of a driver she is. And then I was just thinking about how I bet grannies never get DUIs. That's just how I got there. That's just how my high mind works. I'm always wondering the weird questions like, what does it look like in the inside of a 911 operating room? Is it dark? Is it gloomy? Are they separated? Do they? Does everyone who answers the phone each have their own desk, or is it like one big call center while they all sit beside each other? How does this, the system work? Are the people friends? Do the people in the nine one one call center fuck like they do in normal offices? All things that I ask myself right when I wake up in the morning. When I wake up in the morning. It's like just thought after thought after thought after thought after thought. And that's, I always feel so sick in the morning. Like I can never even like make myself lunch in the morning because I feel so sick because I get such bad anxiety in the morning because my thoughts are racing all the time. That's, I feel like how people feel when they go to bed, but instead I fall asleep easily at 9 PM and I wake up at like six in a bit of a panic, but that's something I'm working on in therapy. Something that I've been working on in my sex life is head. So I have a piece of ass vice, and I'm not going to try and take credit for the glorious piece of advice I'm about to give you. First, I have to give an update. So I threw up on a dick again. 
yikes um but this time it was actually a much better experience so last time I talked about the dick I puked on at the dude's house when I was just like super sick and I ate poutine and then I had to go home because I was so embarrassed that I never heard from him again well this was a different experience the last time I puked on a dick he said he looked he just like looked at me he's like oh it's fine it's fine but you could tell he was like really fucking grossed out and then he never texted me again this newest time the guy was still being kind of aggressive with the pushing of the head which I don't appreciate and I didn't realize until this year I'm just being quiet because my brother's walking by and he won't like to hear me talk about head but this past year is the first year I've had an issue with my gag reflex maybe it's because I haven't being as sexually active sexually active can you hear me sexually active as I have been in years past because I've usually had a consistent boyfriend which meant I was giving consistent walks um but now that's not the case and so I gave one for the first time in a couple months like a couple weeks ago this was before I decided that I'm going to be absent for a while, which is, I think I talked about that last week. Yeah, I talked about it a little, but I have decided to not abs. We'll see. I'm trying to remain abstinent, but I don't think it's going to go very well. But anyways, I was given head like two weeks ago <laughs> and this guy was pushing me down again. Oh my god, I hate that my brother's outside of my room at this exact moment. Um, pushing my head down, and I absolutely just spewed everywhere. And instead of looking at me like I had four heads, four ginger heads at that, he was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. He apologized to me. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't apologize this time. Well, actually, I did apologize, but he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I was being such an asshole. I can't believe I made you do that. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, it's not your fault. It's all on me. And like, apologized a million times. Cleaned himself up, cleaned up the couch for me, which I asked. I was like, no, let me do it. And he's like, um, absolutely not. And then he, I can't believe that I'm talking about this. Like, it's so romantic right now. But then we just, like, went back to it. We just jumped back in. He, like, kissed me after I just literally puked. And he was, like, got me right back into it. Kept going. And I think he might have liked it. I don't know. But he gave me the piece of ass advice I'm trying to get to is he gave me a really good tip that I had never used before he said if you want to get better at deep throating when it feels like it's becoming too much and like you can't do it anymore hello someone's just banging on my door um like it's too much and you can't do it anymore leave your head there right where it is, where it seems like it's about to be too much, leave it there for about three to five seconds. 
And eventually, if you just leave it there, instead of coming back up, you don't have to push it further, but just like leave it where you are. Your throat will begin to open up and begin to take it all. And then you can go further and you can hold it there. And then you can adjust to that. And then you come back up and you get some air. You go back down and you repeat the process. And before you know it, you are at the complete base of the dingling. And you are the champ, the head champ of 2021. And you know how to put any man into your pocket. So that was just a little trick that I thought was really useful and that I will definitely use in the future. So thank you to the man who gave it to me. Um, sorry that I ended things. And I think that you should all use it in your lives because it's actually a really good tip. Today's messy moment is going to be trust issues. I woke up this morning. I had no idea what I was going to talk about. And I woke up my opened my eyes and I was like, I need to share my wisdom about trust. It was like an epiphany. I didn't even really plan what I'm about to talk about, but I'm just going to go on because I think that there's some things that I need to say. So it's no secret. I have trust issues. I've been fucked over by family, friends, romantic partners, employers, the neighbor's dog, the mailman. I can name more people I have been fucked over by than not. And this has led me to have very intense trust issues. I've said it myself. My mom came on the show and said it. My friends have said it on the show. It's not a secret. And it kind of honestly, like for a while, started to be something I felt proud of. I loved being the girl that no one could kind of break my walls down. I liked being the girl that was strong-minded, so independent that no one no no one could even get to me. It like wasn't even a possibility. But despite that, I still wanted people to fight for me and to work hard and be open, emotionally available to me while I was completely keeping my walls up and staying emotionally unavailable. I realized that the person I, don't get me wrong when saying this, I think I'm very confident, like I'm a very confident girl. I'm confident in who I am. I think I'm a good person. I think that I'm intelligent. Okay, I don't need to talk about all the things I like about myself, but let's just say I'm confident. But I kind of started to realize that no healthy person that I could build a healthy relationship with would want to be in a relationship with someone like me, someone who is emotionally not available, somebody who is still living in her past, just living in my past, I guess. There's no nothing else to say about that. Like just living in my past, worried about trust, expecting before it even happens that someone's going to hurt me or screw me over or putting that out into the world before it even happens. And 
I realized that if there was a guy I met that was emotionally as emotionally unavailable as me, I wouldn't give him the time of day. So why should I expect completely fully formed individuals with great trust to want to be with me? Anyways, I don't want to talk about myself. This is not a personal diary. I want to talk about the trust issues in general. But just as a little background, um, I think that it is better to try to trust someone and get hurt than to never trust anyone at all and never experience at all. And this has been said before by a million people. I'm not trying to repeat things that have been said before. But the little tidbit I want to add is that haven't we all been hurt at some point? Haven't we all had our trust broken at some point? The feeling of having your trust broken is not something that only you have experienced or I have experienced. We've all experienced it. Even if it's been in a small way or a large way, if it's been your someone abandoning you or it's been when your parents told you the tooth fairy was real and it wasn't, at some point you've been lied to or told something you thought to be true and then been let down everyone can recall that moment so and also another thing we can all recall a moment that we haven't been totally truthful to someone else and we're not proud of it and we maybe think it was a mistake or maybe we don't but We've all been that in both positions, being lied to and also lying to someone else. So I think that it's important to spot the people who are done lying, who are done putting up walls, and who are ready to be open to whatever it may be, whether it's a friendship, a romantic relationship. Obviously, I'm not saying, like, cut people out of your life who have trust issues. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm just saying that belief-formed, healthy relationships come from two people who at least have their heads screwed on straight when it comes to communication and trust. There is no doubt shitty people out there, but we just need to be better at spotting them, honestly. So I want to talk a little bit about how you can know if you can trust someone. Can I trust this person? Does this person have trust issues? Whatever, a checklist of can I trust this person? Is this someone that I can bring my trust issues down for, bring my walls down for and slowly is a key word slowly let them in this doesn't mean as soon as you go through this checklist let all your walls down and just like let someone tell someone you want to marry them because they don't check off these because they don't exude any red flags because trust me they can come later and they probably will 
But how can we spot someone before they hurt us so that we can start to get rid of our trust issues and just trust the right people? It's okay to get hurt and not trust as easy because that's how you learn to not trust good people. But we're not trying to eliminate any possibility of you getting close to anyone ever because you've been hurt in the past. That's just sad. And maybe you're not in that place to hear that yet because, and that's okay. I wasn't up until like two weeks ago, but if you have trust issues, it's going to be really hard to find a healthy relationship. So I would just say like work on them or work on yourself and eventually you'll get to the place where you can trust them again. How can we spot someone with trust issues or with someone that we shouldn't trust before they hurt us without putting up that wall and yeah I lost my train of thought the first thing that's the most important is looking at intentions. I know that seems hard to do. Like, how can I know someone's intention by just a first date or a couple dates? Well, I would say you can tell based on their behavior. Do they seem genuinely interested in you? Are they putting in an effort? If they wanted to, they would. If you feel like someone is genuinely putting in an effort towards you and not just texting you about sex, not just asking you to party, not only texting you late night, that's someone that you can potentially think about trusting or starting to trust. Their intentions are everything because if you have good intentions, you can work around everything else to meet that final goal of whatever the intention is, the good intention. I hope that makes sense. I probably didn't, but anyways, are they love bombing you? This is a big one and something I think that a lot of us girls specifically get sucked into very easily. I have been a victim of it pretty much every relationship I've ever been in. I talked about it last week that I would pick these partners that were just absolutely obsessed with me thinking that this was a positive thing. If someone you've only been on two dates with says that they think that they're falling for you, you should probably slow it down. I know it sounds romantic in theory, but if he is telling you that he is falling for you after two dates, what stops him from saying that to someone else? Or what stops him from quickly, so quickly developing feelings for someone he's just met after two days? Um, Yeah, just look out for excessive compliments not excessive compliments I would say I would say look out for this want to always be with you always be talking to you and at the beginning that's a very natural feeling but 
I don't know. There's just like a line, you know, like. How did you guys meet on September 1st? And have you been seeing each other every day, all day up until September 8th? It might be exciting, but that's probably not healthy. And they're probably love bombing you. So just make sure as much as you want to be with someone all the time and be all over them. Take a step back because if you're with them all the time, it's very easy to take in that love bombing and also become very, very obsessed very quickly before you even know someone and before you even know what they are capable of. Hopefully the universe hears everything I'm saying on this episode today and brings me in a sexy man. Do they give you backhanded compliments? This one's big. I don't know. Maybe it's just like my own personal experience, but things like, oh, I really like your nail polish, but I like it better when you do it. Paint them pink. It's like, okay, like that made me feel self-conscious even, you know, we all know what a backhanded compliment is. If they're giving you backhanded compliments, even two, if they get, they get one, one, if they're joking, okay, different story, one backhanded compliment. And after that, they, that should be a massive red flag. If they're continuously giving you shady compliments, not someone you should be considering trusting at all at all because what if when it comes to something you're really self-conscious about like what if it came down to oh yeah you kind of have a chubby stomach but your ass is nice and you're really self-conscious about your stomach that is going to be a very bad relationship for you to be in and very toxic so backhanded compliments please put your big beaming radars on for these and don't ignore the things I'm saying right now I'm talking to you Lucy what did your gut really tell you you know it's really easy to listen to your intuition if you just kind of do it I know that sounds like so stupid like it seems so hard to like when you're in a situation figuring out a guy being like, oh, I'm between my head and my heart. Like he hasn't really done anything, but something just doesn't feel right. If it doesn't feel right, it's not. And you're never going to regret. Mm, I was going to say something that wasn't true. So I'm going to revert. I was going to say you're never going to regret not trying something out. If that makes sense. Like you're never going to regret ending something sooner because you're worried about trust but I don't think that's a good piece of advice I think that you should if you're I'm really going to contradict myself right now I think you should always listen to your gut and if your head is telling you something different I would just leave with your gut and um, that'll always guide you. Sorry. That was like literally the biggest brain fart ever. Um, But yes, just listen to your gut. It's really easy to listen to it if you just follow it. And usually it works out for you because if not anything else, you feel like you trusted yourself. That's all you can do. Do the people... 
that you're bringing into your life value the other people in your life. That's very important. Do they like your friends? Do they enjoy spending time with your friends? Do they enjoy spending time with your family? Are they kind to your little brother? Are they, do they get along with your older brother? It's not always a deal breaker if they don't get along with the people in your life. But you also need to consider the people in your life and how reasonable you are. Do they normally get along very easily with people? If yes, then it's probably a red flag that your boyfriend can't find some way to get along with your best friend. If your best friend's being completely reasonable, it's probably your boyfriend. That's the issue. And I know you don't want to hear that. And I know you're probably just going to tell Samantha to try harder. But it's probably your boyfriend. Your boyfriend's the issue. Do they believe you have potential that's another thing you don't want the person you're with to think of you as arm candy or a trophy or someone to be there while they do great things they your partner should want to do great things with you and should want you to do great things on your own by your side if that makes sense. I'm so delusional. Like, holy shit. Um, it's late as fuck here, too. It's dark outside. But yeah, do they believe in your potential? Do they think that you have the potential to achieve something great? Or do they have the want for you to be a stay-at-home mom and take care of their kids and get paid the only reason i'm thinking about this is because i've literally been watching so much real housewives of atlanta and that seems to be a really big problem on this show why does no one think that these boss ladies have the potential to run the world because they already are they're the real housewives they're royalty and justice for phaedra parks please bring her back don't know if that's a don't know if that's a controversial opinion or what, but I really love Phaedra. I think she was the funniest housewife. When you talk to the person you're with, are they about, oh, sorry, when you talk to the person you're with about something you're excited about, are they excited with you or do they burst your bubble? Huge, huge, massive biggest massive astronomical red flag if you have news that you are happy about and excited about your partner should relish in it and share it with you especially especially if it has nothing to do with them if it will not affect their life in one iota one iota Someone texted me the other day and said, stop, stop saying iota on your podcast. You don't sound smart. Literally fucking crash into a pool. You listen to the messiest podcast on earth. But yeah, do they respond with excitement? For you, with you. If they throw you a party, if they buy you a gift, even better. But like, if they're just going to be excited and be supportive, like we love that too. So yes. Next. Holy shit, I'm losing it. Time. You will never know for sure until you try. And I would say 
push things until you are sure or not sure until you are getting sure that if that makes any sense that it's not something you should trust you know like time will always tell and reveal who someone is so just take it slow and if they're a shitty person they're probably not going to be patient enough to hide it for too long and especially if you have your blind your uh your goggles on just making sure that you're taking in those red flags be open but don't be stupid okay that's all I'm saying that's all I'm asking of you the next thing is big and this is more of a thing for yourself than to spot other people I think it's important to be an emotionally a emotionally stable place to trust someone if you are in a place that you are feeling so down on yourself about your body, your career, your who you are, it's probably not the best time to look for a partner to trust because your brain's foggy. You are going to look for that quick satisfaction that covers your insecurities, that um, masks your insecurities and someone that is probably love bombing you. And you're probably not thinking with a clear head and seeing your worth, the fact that you don't need to rush into something. And yeah, you're probably just not ready. So think about if you're ready, if you're really ready. And there's really no reason to rush into anything because we have our whole lives to be in love. So especially if you're listening to this podcast, I'm guessing you're probably in your between the ages of 15 and 35 so or you're an old creepy man next thing is listen to the rumbles listen to the people around you if you're starting to hear red flags hear about things that maybe not be so trustworthy listen to it where there's smoke there's fire where there's a pool there's a duck i just made that up made no sense um but yes (laughs) Just make sure that if you're hearing things to at least investigate and speak with your partner about them. I'm not saying go trust things immediately, but oh my God, there's nothing more embarrassing than having people talk about the person you're with and how you're getting fucked over and then you get fucked over and you look like an idiot. You know, there's nothing worse than that. The last thing is it goes back to time, but do their behaviors shift over time? Just watch it again. Just watch their behaviors watch what they're doing, watch the way they move, not just with you, but with the people around them. How do they treat their mom? How do they treat their sister? How do they treat the homeless man on the street? How do they treat the person working at McDonald's? And that is something that we should take in for our own behavior as well. Treat people good because people are watching. People are always watching. I'm always watching. The government is always watching. I got like 1.5 questions this week. The 0.5 being like a bot account, I'm pretty sure. I don't even know bots can fucking write questions, but it just like was really broken English. So message me and tell me about your messy lives. It's really embarrassing to say that I'm not getting any questions, but it would be more embarrassing to admit that I would write myself in questions. Not that I would ever admit that nothing I ever have now you're not gonna believe me sorry this episode was such a fucking mess but you know what you signed up for 
next week will be better. I will have a less stressful, less busy week. I'm going on vacation this weekend, so I'm going to potentially vlog. That's not what I meant to say. I don't know how to vlog. I don't even know what a vlog is. Um, I'm going to record probably with my old roommate, who you guys haven't met yet. So stay tuned for that to hear what I'm like living like what I did at my alma mater, my university, because I'm going back this weekend to rage and to hear about what it's like to live with me. There'll probably be some really crazy stories because me and my old roommate always get into some debauchery every time we're together. We're both just too much, just too much. Okay. Have a good week. And write the podcast five stars. Bye. I love you.